Mm-hmm. Hello, Instagram. <laughs> I'm live on YouTube. Brenda, you never did come back to give me a hug yet, like I saw you yesterday. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to blow you up like that. It's just been a while, you know. <laughs> Good to see you. You look beautiful. All right, we are live. Okay, now what's written on the board, right here? Okay, what's written on the board has nothing to do with today's message. But it is a good reason to praise the Lord. <laughs> okay? Colorado Buffs 45, TCU 42. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hey! That is too funny. No, who put this up here? How did this get here? What? What? How did that get? Let me get rid of this. Get this off there. That is. Oh my goodness, you know the last time that uh, Colorado had a coach that gave Jesus all the glory, they got one of these. Isn't that right? The last time Colorado had a Christian coach, they won a national championship. So I'm saying the first thing came out of this coach's mouth yesterday was, thank you Jesus, wow. right? Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, so... Don't pay, pay no attention to the board. <laughs> but if you want to look at it and praise God, you can. <clears throat> all right, you guys, um, I want to warn you guys. I know we're all, you know, um, uh, uh, movie watchers and things like that. But if Satan makes a movie about Jesus, do you think you should go see it? Okay. Because you know what's going to be in it, right? So Jay-Z is coming out with a movie about Jesus, right? And let me tell you something. It had got nothing to do with Jesus. But you know they have enough money to make it popular. And then they'll probably have LeBron James saying it's wonderful. And all of his other cronies, they'll all say it's a great movie. You should go see it. Please, you know, and especially African-Americans, do not go see a, a satanic movie that Jay-Z put together. This is the same guy that says life begins after the church ends. This is the same guy that says, you know, Jesus can't save you. This is the same guy that wears a T-shirt that, that honors Lucifer, you understand, or the, or the church of Satan. So please do not go see it. Um, and I'm not even giving the title of it, but do not go see it. It is just a, a it's a very much a satanic mess. Okay. So that's all I have to say about that. All right. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Deborah, it's good to see you. How you doing? Feeling good? And your wonderful son? Praise God. Hey, uh, today we're going to be talking about the book of Revelation chapter 16, but I don't want to start there, okay? <clears throat> what I want to start is the, the fact that God wants us to be uh, watchful, not just praying, but to be watchful people. There are certain things in the world that happen that we're supposed to know, okay? And the things that are important for us to know 
Satan makes sure that they don't get talked about, okay? Um, as I've studied the scriptures, as God has called me in what, 2000, well, he called me in 1999, but he called me to be a pastor in 2004, okay? What I've studied from scripture, Pastor Dean, you in Brenda's way, you need to slide over. <laughs> you gonna slide over, okay? <laughs> Brenda's like this. I'm sorry. Like, wow, his head's so big. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so there's so many things that we're supposed to know about Scripture, but there's things that Satan doesn't. Like, Satan, guys will be like, uh, there was this football player, he, 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 he started talking about Jesus during his interview, and, and, and the TV shut off. It, like, cut off. Uh, they're like, well, sorry, we lost him, you know. It's like Satan does not want you to know how to get saved, okay? So that's not something that he's going to make popular, okay? There are certain things that you're supposed to know because they're vital to your everlasting life, okay? They're vital to your soul and your, your resurrected body and your home with Christ and all of the great things that God has for us. Man has been appointed mortal sorrow. These are the first 10 names of the Bible, right? Man has been appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God will come down showing that his death will give us the everlasting relief that we need. Those are the first 10 names of the Bible, okay? So God knows that we're going to suffer. We're going to have different problems in this world. But he says the answer is in the, found in the one who's going to come down. And through his teaching, he's going to teach you how to overcome it and have the, the relief and the blessings that you need. Okay? So everything is in the one who came down and who died on the cross. All you have to do is make sure you submerge yourself in it. Okay, do you know what I mean? Submerge. Okay, I don't mean dangle your feet in Christ. I mean, jump in and, and submerge yourself in Christ, that it is a major part of your life, not just something you're dabbling in. You understand? So, I have to keep saying it. One of the things that, that Satan does not want you to know is that there will be a rapture before there's a tribulation. Satan does not want you to know that, okay? He has, there are universities that teach, that, that forbid the teaching of a rapture before the tribulation. And they give pastor jobs to many of their famous pastors to make sure that they do not teach that, especially on their channels and what they're doing. They don't want it taught. Because if Christ is coming first, and the church is leaving, then you would know that if someone comes back and says, I'm the Christ, you would know that's not him. How would you know it's not him? Because there's been no rapture. Right. And the rapture is not secret. Amen. You understand? Amen. There are many scriptures that tell you that there are going to be people that see it and God made sure that they see it so that they will turn and repent. Yeah. He's giving them an opportunity to know what happened happen okay yeah. satan always wants to keep you focused on you're just a fleshly being there's nothing else bigger than what's going on now you uh, uh, uh your life here is way more important than thinking about heaven 
get, get, it, get everything you want here. It, it, all of his focus is never about what's important. Why? He hates you, okay? And I don't mean kind of dislike you. He hates you. Right. You understand? Amen. And he does not want you to have eternal life. So if you are not focused on Jesus, if you are not submerged in who you're supposed to be submerged in, you're doing life wrong. And I'm, I'm talking to all of us. You're doing life wrong. Nobody wants to be in a casual relationship with somebody that, that wants to be in love with you. Nobody wants somebody dangling their feet in love while you're fully submerged. You understand? It's an insult. You go, no, thank you. Get out of my life. I'm trying to find somebody who loves me. You understand? And so God doesn't want that from you. You understand? So fully submerge yourself in Christ because when this moment happens, and history tells us that the Bible will, 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 will come true and everything that it says will happen, whether you believe it or not. You don't have to believe it. You can be stubborn and say, well, that's not the way I see it. Fine. Have fun in the tribulation. But I'm trying to tell you, you have to be submerged in Christ. OK. All right. We're talking about the wrath of God and we're not going to get to Revelation chapter 16 yet because I want you to see what God has already shown you, okay? Because God has already said what will happen before the end comes. And all of us don't have to do a big study to find out what happened. We saw it happen, okay? We saw, we've seen many things that God has prophesied happen in the world to prove to you, and this is the great thing about God, he writes it two or 3,000 years before it happens. That's the beautiful thing about God, okay? He writes it thousands of years before it happens, and then when it happens, we're supposed to go, oh my goodness, I need to get submerged in Jesus. That's what you're supposed to do, okay? Or you see it and you go like some goofball, that's a coincidence, and then you just move on with life. OK, so this is what God does is to tell you I'm real. Life is real. The resurrection is real. Jesus is real. OK, you guys know that movie that they, the, the guy who didn't believe in Jesus, he was a reporter. What was that movie called? He was a reporter. He was trying to prove that God wasn't real. And uh, him and his wife had got, had got healed at a, at a church service and she became a Christian. Uh, no, no, it's a. It, it, Huh? A case for Christ. And, and this guy wrote a book about his studies to prove that Jesus did not exist. You, I think every Christian should watch that. And when he finished with his studies, you know what happened? He got saved. You know why? Because I don't care how scientific you are, how intelligent you are. If you study it, you're going to end up getting saved. Okay? Okay, so let's go to Jeremiah, I mean, uh, Matthew chapter 24 to get started today. And I have some glasses up here. You're in Matthew chapter 24? Okay. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, uh, this is, um, 
we're going to start at verse one, because this is what the apostles are asking Jesus. And Jesus presents them with what's going to start happening in the 1900s. He literally is telling them when the 1900s start, 1901, 1902, 1903, these are the things that are going to happen all the way up until 1948 when Israel is rebirthed. This is what's going to happen, you know, to, to, to the Jews during that, that, that time in the 1900s. Because he knows that when 1948 comes, you'll be in the fig tree generation, and that will be the last generation of all mankind. That means that 80 years after that, it could have been 70, but God is so gracious. But 80 years after that, Israel will, be, will turn 81, and Jesus will already be back on the earth by 2029 of May 14th. And you guys need to know and understand that is truth. That is not something you're guessing at. That is either, if this don't happen, the Bible's not real. That's what that is. You understand? And so you need to know that God gave you a marker to save yourself. And if you miss the marker and you start listening to the world, they will convince you that, that your fleshly life is more important than what Christ did on the cross. Okay? So it is presented right here. It says, they left the temple and was walking away when the disciples came, uh, came to him to call his attention uh, 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 to its buildings. Okay? Do you see all these things, Jesus says? Um, he says, I tell you the truth, not one stone will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Now they're looking at the building, and the building they're looking at is what? The temple of God, right? And he says, this building is going to be destroyed in your generation, meaning that from my birth till 70 AD, on 70 AD, this building's going to be destroyed. And he says, every stone will be overturned. And then when 70 AD came, why we have this is such a this property, this this uh, uh, prophecy, because behind that wall used to be the temple, but every stone was turned over and it was overturned. Do you understand? So God told you when it was going to happen and it happened when he said it was going to happen. And then you're supposed to see that and go, God is real. I need to submerge myself in him. Did I say submerge? Yeah. I don't want you to be a casual Christian. Can't, I was talking to, 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 to Minister Ryan the other day. I said, he was talking about one of the gang members, one of the gangs that's in, in L.A. There's a gang in L.A. that does not allow you to be a casual member. And you know what gang I'm talking about, okay? I was hanging out with them, and they told me, you're not active, you can't be with us. You understand? He said, so they were ready to fight me on Broadway because they say you're not active. When something happens, you're never there. You understand? I don't like, so what they were saying is, we don't like casual gangsters. Take a hike or we gonna beat you up. So this, I'm trying to tell you how, how, how God feels about being a casual Christian. Okay? It doesn't, it's, it's, it's insulting. Babe, do you love me? Kinda. Are we having a great what marriage? No, we're not. Not if you kinda love me. 
Okay, submerge yourself in this. Let's, let's continue with this because I have to get to Revelation 16. Okay. It says, uh, as Jesus was uh, sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will all this happen and what will be the sign of your coming? The sign of your coming and the end of the age. Jesus says, watch out that no one deceive you. That's a direct message to us, the YouTube generation, right? Watch out that no one deceives you, because now you have a lot of deceivers. For many will come in my name claiming that I am anointed. That's how it reads in the Greek. Not claiming they're the Christ. They're just coming to claim they're anointed. Okay? Jesus called me. I'm a preacher. I'm anointed. I had a dream. All this stuff is not, it doesn't mean that God is with them or God appointed them or God anything with them. You understand? Because many in this day are going to start preaching the gospel, you know, and right now you get money if you're a YouTuber and you can preach and you get enough views, you can, you can be anointed. You can anoint yourself. Okay? So, be careful. Watch out that you don't want to deceive you. For many will come in that day saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it, uh, um, uh, you are not alarmed. Okay? Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation. When was the first nation against nation war? What year did it happen? 1914, World War I. So Jesus just told you, World War I will be the beginning of these sorrows. You understand? So World War I happened in 1914. Nations rose against nation. World War I led to World War II. And World War I led to the Holocaust and everything, all that that happened between World War I and World War II and the rebirth of the nation of Israel is being talked about right here in this book, okay, in this chapter, okay? So here it is. It says, nation will rise against nation, kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famine, 3.9 million people starve to death in Russia. There will be earthquakes, huge earthquakes in the early 1900s. Uh, check the San Francisco 1906, okay? Um, uh, in various places, and all, all these are the beginning of birth pains. Why does it say that the 1900s World War I, World War II, the famines and the earthquake is the beginning of birth pains. Because the earth is pregnant with a male child. Do you know who the male child is? The church. That has to be taken out first. Then Israel is also pregnant with her own children. So I keep telling you, Revelation is about the birthing of its two marriages and two births. The Gentile nation, which is us here sitting here, 
the first, the, the male child, then at the end of the tribulation, Israel will have their own children because they will then come under the banner of Jesus Christ. Okay? So the earth is pregnant. The beginning of our birth pains was World War I, World War II, okay? The Holocaust. That was the beginning. So if that's the beginning of your birth pains, we should know about that. How many of us studied this in school? How many of this heard about this when you were growing up in your churches? Nobody. You know why Satan doesn't want you to know that God's already proved himself. But you're supposed to know this. Okay, let's continue. Do you see I've been yelling sometimes? I'm not yelling at you guys. <laughs> All right. So, um, so the beginning of birth pains was World War I. Oh, by the way. World War One started on the same day that both temples were destroyed. Same exact day. The first temple destroyed 9th of Av. Second temple destroyed 9th of Av. World War One begins when? On the 9th of Av. Okay? So just know that there's a God in heaven that's doing things. Okay? Then it says, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. He's talking about the nation of Israel during the tribulation, or he could be talking about the Holocaust, because both happened. It says, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end, he's talking to people in the tribulation he who stands firm to the end will be saved okay because we're not talking about uh, uh before the, the 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 tribulation now we're in the middle of the tribulation and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come in revelation 14 verse 6 Angels go throughout the whole world in the tribulation preaching the gospel to all the nations. Did you know that? So that's what he's talking about here. Okay. So when, when people say, oh, you need to send your money into the telethon, make sure we have enough money to send the gospel to the whole world because Jesus can't come until the whole world hears the gospel. That scripture is not talking about that. That's a, that's a hustle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, it says, uh, so when, verse 15, so when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation, now you're in the middle of the tribulation because Satan's been kicked down to the earth, okay? And now he goes where? To the temple and sits in the temple and claims to the world he's God, okay? The abomination of desolation, the cause of desolation spoken of to you by Daniel the prophet, let the reader understand. We understand that now, right? We know when Michael comes down. We know when he kicks Satan down. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountain, okay? So because God is going to do what for Israel? He's going to protect them. Amen. Let no one on the, uh, 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 on the roof or, or uh, uh, of the house go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get a cloak. How dreadful it will be for those 
uh, those days for pregnant women nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great, great tribulation. You understand? The middle of the late, the middle of the tribulation is called what? The great tribulation. Is it called the wrath of God? No. So I want you guys to know something. When you say, Lord, deliver me from evil, the, the prayer that Jesus told you to pray, you're asking Jesus to deliver you from evil. Because before the wrath of God comes, evil comes into the world. You understand? You want to be delivered from evil. Okay? You want to be delivered from the next... Yeah. Put your whatever's on and you stay in your house and, and you know you can't have a job. You want to, and, and, from, and it'll be much worse the next time. Yeah. You want to be saved from evil. Yeah. So Jesus doesn't say, from your wrath, he says, deliver us from evil. Okay? Because it's here, but it's going to get worse as soon as we leave. The Lord said, tell him why you're telling him this. It's going to get worse when we leave. It's marked to happen in our lifetime. We only have about seven years till the whole thing's over, which means our time to be gone and come back is within those next seven years. So you don't have to sit here guessing about, oh, is there going to be a rapture, all this stuff? Throw it out the window. Say, look, everything God has prophesied has come true. I need to just be ready. I need to submerge myself in Christ. Okay? Amen. Let's continue. Okay? Um, will be great stress. There will be great uh, 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 um, tribulation unequal from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equal again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for of the elect who's the elect israel those days will be shortened now that means that when jesus comes back the 70 or the seven years that god promised them in daniel is not over you understand so he can come back before the end of the 70th week of daniel I'm trying to get people to understand that the fig tree generation and the 70th week of Daniel are two different things. Jesus is going to cut those days short because he has to rescue Israel and he has to come and he has to stop what the Antichrist is doing. And he is going to. And he's going to win. The great thing about the Bible is you can read the end of the Bible and join the team that wins. Imagine if you say, what football team do you want to be on? Well, hold up. Let me look at the end of the book. Right. Right. Oh, I see here right. that the Patriots win the Super Bowl. I think I'm going to be playing for the Patriots. You can do that. Isn't that a privilege? Yeah. I, can, I can choose my team now and get my knowing. What you doing is I'm getting my ring finger measured. Why? <laughs> you got to find out for yourself. Read the book, right? So, here we go. Um, 
At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, um, if that were possible. I'm laughing because I was watching Farrakhan this past week. Somebody sent it to me, and he said he was Jesus again. I said, he's still doing that? And ain't nobody left? He keeps said, telling people, the ancient Jesus is not really Jesus. The, the, the present Jesus is the Jesus standing before you. I went, why? He's still telling people that? And people were clapping. I'm like, wow. That means humans aren't really. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what? But we got to say this, though. Without Jesus, we were all pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, okay, so we're all, we were, but we, we somehow God says, let me intervene again, get them, brighten them up a little bit. Okay? Amen. So if anyone tells you this, then, okay. Um, I'm going to be at verse 26, right? Or 24. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles before them, even the elect. Da, 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 da. I read that right. Okay. 26. So if anyone tells you there he is in the desert, do not go. Or here he is in the inner room, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible, even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Um, wherever there is a carcass, the vultures will gather. He said, when he comes, that's what, how many dead bodies are going to be, because the vultures are going to eat. Immediately after the distress of those days, after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the skies, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. All the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the cloud of the sky with power and great glory. This is all in red. This is God talking. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather the elect from the four winds, okay, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Who are the elect? Israel. So that's... I'm not talking about an end time, end of the tribulation rapture. Let's talk about rescuing Israel, which is the way the whole book is set up. It's a Gentile rescue. Then I'm coming back and I'm going to rescue Israel. OK, so we're doing this because we want understanding. In Greek, when you get to verse 32, it does something. It gives you a, 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 a word and it looks kind of like. like a D with an E, like this. But what it, what it means in the Greek is, now I'm changing subjects, okay? So now he says, now let's change subjects. I wanna talk to you about something else. I just told you about what? How it's gonna be when I return, when I'm on the cloud and, I'm, and I come and I return, how I protect Israel and when I return. But now he uses this Greek word that says, Change the subject now, okay? So now he changes the subject. He says, now learn the lesson from the fig tree. Who's the fig tree? Israel. 
Israel. As soon as you see its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things happen. What generation will not pass away? The fig tree generation. 1948 to 2029 of May 14 will not pass away until all these things happen. All what things? He's going to be, that means I'm going to be returning before that. You understand? And look what else. So, so he, he begins to tell you what happens. Shelly will not pass away. All these things will happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Okay? So he's telling you Israel's rebirth is the last generation. I'm going to be coming back before they turn 80. Before they turn 81, I'll be back. So we need to know that and understand it. We could go through a lot of details of all the prophecies that God has fulfilled, and they are very detailed, okay? From telling you where the Holocaust was going to happen. Does the Bible tell us where the Holocaust is going to happen? It tells you it's going to happen in Gomer. Guess what? Gomer just happens to be the ancient name of Germany. Does it, does it, does it tell you uh, who the evil man will be that that's in the Holocaust? Yes. It tell and it tell does it tell you the year he's going to die? Yes. 1945. Does it tell you that three years later that Israel is going to resurrect and be back in the land? Yes. So how is it that one third of every Jew dies? And who announced that? Every publication in the world. One third of every Jew has died. If, if God is a trinity, then one third of the, of the Godhead died on the cross. And three days later, he was resurrected. Why is it that three years after the Holocaust, Israel resurrects and is back in the land? Amen. So you've got to ask yourself, is God in control? And if he is, why am I treating the Bible as if it's some religious book that I can casually read? Why am I praying so casually? Why is Jesus not the center of my life instead of an addition when I just happen to really, 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 really need him? Because that's sometimes the only time some of us call. Amen. You understand? Amen. And personally, I like when a friend calls me more than once a year. <laughs> I, just think, I just think it makes the relationship better. You understand? So... So let's make sure that you are submerged in Christ. We're not casual. Okay? So he says, no. He says, no one knows about the day or the hour. Not even the angels in heaven. It does not say, nor the son. That they added that, okay? But only the father, because the tradition of the Jews is the father knows about the wedding day. As it was in the days of Noah... So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now it's telling you this is not about Israel. You know how I know? Because Israel is not about one called Noah or our rest, grace, rescuing seven churches. This is about eight, right? Noah and his family got saved. That means Noah and seven others got saved. 
as it was in the days of Noah is Jesus blowing the trumpet, seven churches coming up. You understand? So don't listen to anybody on YouTube telling you only one of the churches is getting saved if you're not part of Philadelphia Church. Because I'm telling you there's so much foolishness there. You have to know the Bible now in these times because we got a lot of people calling themselves the anointed. Okay? So uh, it will be as it was in the days of Noah. That means the trump is going to blow and seven is going to come up. And Noah backwards is grace, is rest, and is grace at the same time. So it will be as it is in the coming of the Son of Man. For in the day before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Okay? So don't expect something crazy to be happening. It's going to be a normal day. That's why we stay ready. Okay? And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Not his return. He's telling you what's going to happen at his coming. Do you know that's different from, the, from his return? The coming is I'm coming to gather. The coming is I'm coming for the church, for the, for the firstborn child. I'm coming for the firstborn child, which is the nation, which is not the nation of Israel. It is the Gentile church gets born out of here first. She doesn't go through tribulation and she gives birth to a child. Is this crazy? Can you give birth to a child without any birth pains? No. So God is saying this is an impossible thing. So think about what I'm telling you. How is Israel going to, with no birth pains? Because she hasn't gone through tribulation yet, but the church is left. You understand? We have to know, because this is not supposed to be taught to you. You're not supposed to know you're leaving. You're just supposed to be a religious Christian and a good tither. You understand? You're not supposed to know that you're a part of God's great big plan. You understand? But you have to know. You have to be studious. You have to be in your word, okay? Because they're lying more than ever right now. Amen. Okay? It says, it says, um, for in the day before the flood, people will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, uh, up to the day Noah uh, uh, enters the ark. And they will know nothing about what will happen until the flood comes and take them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, Perlambano, as a friend and a companion. The other one will be alphame, left or divorced. So he said, I'm not even talking to worldly people, now I'm talking to church people. You understand? I'm not talking to people who don't know God. I'm talking to, I'm not talking to people who don't know God. I'm talking to only the church people. Because he says one is going to be taken to get married. The other one's getting divorced. You can't get divorced unless you first knew him. You understand? So if a Christian gets left, you got alphame, which is you got uses here. Alphame, which is the Greek that says you got divorced from God. You understand? So the warning is not to them. They weren't invited to the wedding. The warning is to the body of Christ. That's why there's 10 virgins and they're all waiting on Jesus. You understand? 
They were not casually sitting out there. They were all waiting on Jesus. We are all talking about Jesus coming. You understand? But when you're waiting, how is the, what's the oil lamp supposed to look like? Full. That's why I'm saying full submersion into this relationship is the security for you. You understand? Here we go. Okay, two women when we're gathering will be, we'll be grinding at the mill. One will be Paralambano, the other one left. Therefore, watch, because you do not know what day the Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must be ready. So you must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour that you do not expect. Stay ready, get ready. Get ready, stay ready. Whatever it is, be ready. You understand? Do not be, you know, that party that I just went to last week. Do not be that. Don't you sit there and talk to me about how much you love Jesus and then go get a glass of cognac and start dropping F-bombs right in front of me. And you know I'm a pastor as if I'm just supposed to go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, just, that's what Christians do. I was like, I'm out of here. I am out of here. I said, ain't no way I could stay here. Anyway, why didn't you bring your wife? Are you kidding? <laughs> we would have been here a shorter time if my wife had came. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go to Revelation chapter 16 now. It's really what the Bible study is supposed to be all about. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, my eternal neighbors, you guys, you guys got, you got to know what you signed up for. Amen. You know, don't, don't be a goofball. Well, I, I used to be a Christian, but I kind of got away from that. I'm now into Zionism, whatever they call it, Buddhism. I mean, you know, it's just like you never knew what you signed up for then. You just, oh, I'm going to join the church. I like these people. You're a goofball. You just, I mean, that's as goofy as me going to the mosque and then, yeah, well, you know, Christianity didn't work, so I'm going to the front. I'm going to be a Muslim. They gave me a whole new name. I'm all happy leaving. Like I say, we all been stupid, right? I'm just giggly when my new name is Rockman. <laughs> and people were asking me, how did you do, why'd you do that? Um, I don't know. Because I don't know the Bible. I just became a Christian, but now I'm a Muslim. So I don't know why. Because I never even studied the book. When I, when, when I got saved, I never looked at what I was supposed to be studying. I don't know who Jesus is. All I know is I, I joined the church and got baptized. Okay? And God took that dumb kid and said, even though you don't clearly understand what you're doing, I accept that, you, that you're accepting me today. I got baptized. He filled me with the spirit. And I was excited about Jesus for almost two years. Amen. When I turned 19, I was Rahman Abdurrahim. So that means for two years, I never studied what Jesus was really all about. You understand? And so you're supposed to know what you signed up for. You signed up for eternal life. 
You understand? And in our generation, some of us are never going to even know what it's like to die in a physical body. I want to be one of those. (laughs) I want to be one of those. I want to be at a cafe in heaven and somebody say, oh, so how did you die? I died in a car crash. I don't know what that's like. I feel bad for you. But I was just at the stove. (laughs) You know what I mean? Some of us are going to have that testimony. So you got to know what you signed up for because you're in that generation. You're in the fig tree generation. Okay, here's, here's here's what God says. Now, listen. This is how it works. The church, here's a trumpet, it goes up to heaven. We're standing on a sea of glass, clear as crystal. We're at peace with God. The church is there. A wedding happens. A banquet goes on. Jesus gets crowned as king. You get handed keys to the place that he built you, that he promised. And now we spend the next seven years touring heaven and hanging out with Jesus. Okay? Meanwhile, God says to Jesus, how can God say to Jesus, I thought you were one? He's able to be in more places, more than uh, more places at one time. You understand? So God says to Jesus, sit here while I go and make the earth a footstool for your feet. So God comes and he says, "Okay, this is the time we're going to handle this. He calls his two witnesses. His witnesses start preaching the gospel throughout the world. Okay. In the middle of the tribulation, there's a great war in heaven. Michael stands up and he kicks Satan down to the earth. Soon as Satan gets here, he's handed the keys. He opens the abyss to hell. The scorpions come out and they start stinging people for five months, but the people can't die. That's the great tribulation beginning. You understand that? Oh, it's okay. Just you can get the mark because you got to go to the store. No, you can't. Because if we get to the middle of this, you're going to be stung by scorpions for about five months. You understand? And you're going to, and the Bible says you're going to wish you could die and you won't be able to. This is called the Great Tribulation. A war is going to also break out that's going to kill a third of the people on the earth. This is the Great Tribulation. Okay? Now, this is still not the wrath of God. Do you know that? It's still not the wrath of God. You're just still living in evil times. Which you ask Jesus, deliver me from evil. So God's like, I'm de- I've delivered you from tribulation. I delivered you from evil. Understand? So now, here we are at the time of wrath because now you're in, you're in the book, you're in tribulation and you come to Rosh Hashanah and God says, okay, this is enough because it's time for me to return. He calls the the tribulation saints up to heaven. First, he calls 144,000 up. They go up. Then he calls the tribulation saints and they go up. Okay. When they get there, they say, who are these people? Where did they come from? He says, oh, these are the ones that have come through the great tribulation. These are the ones that didn't take the mark and did not worship the beast. Now they're here. Okay. Now you're still not at God's wrath because God is so patient. So patient, so kind. He hasn't even poured out his wrath and you're in the middle of the tribulation. Okay, so now after he takes the 144,000 up and he takes the, 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 the confessing Christians up in the, uh, in the tribulation who didn't take the mark, now he says, 
He says, okay, 10 days, ten days later is called the 10 days of awe. Now I'm going to start my wrath. So the last 10 days of tribulation is called, is called the days of awe. So God says, I only got 10 days left. Let me pour out my wrath now. Let them let, let, let see, see me angry now. You've never seen me angry. You saw evil, but now I'm mad. Okay? So here's Revelation chapter 16. Okay? Then I heard a loud voice uh, from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and, and ugly and painful sores broke out on the people who have the mark of the beast and worshiped his image. That's for taking the mark, okay? The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead man, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers of springs of water, and they became blood. So now there's no drinking water. Then I heard the angel uh, uh, in charge of the water say, you are just in these judgments. Uh, you who and who was and who is to come, the Holy One, because you have, you have so judged. For they have <coughs> shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. Um, and I heard the altar respond, yes, Lord, God Almighty, true and just are your judgment. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was given power to scorch people with fire. This is God's angry now. Yeah. So for all of you go, oh, I did something bad. I think God's angry at me. God's not mad at you. You ain't seen wrath, okay? God's not, he, he causes the sun to start scorching people. This isn't coming from, the, this is like, okay, I'm mad now. You understand? So now, this is why Thessalonians says, you have not been appointed to wrath. These people who kept refusing to repent, even in the tribulation, they keep refusing to repent, but now they're seeing real wrath, okay? Amen. So here we go. It says, the sun was giving power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over the plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony. People on all over the earth are gnawing their tongues in agony and cursed the name of God in heaven because of the pain of the sores. But they refused to repent of what they had done. These people are persistent in their sin. You got somebody you're witnessing to and you just can't get them to listen? We don't know when they are. This might, this might not even help them. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the rivers of the Euphrates, and the waters were dried up to prepare a way for the kings of the east. Then I saw three evil spirits 
that look like frogs. They came out of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Wow. You mean Satan was trying to imitate God? He was trying to be a trinity? Yes. Remember, he's coming as what? Antichrist doesn't mean against, it means a pseudo-Christ. So he sets up a trinity. I'm almost done with this. We're almost at the end. Okay. He says, they are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs, and they go out to the kings of the world to gather them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. Okay, because the battle of Armageddon is about to start. Okay, God's about to rescue Israel. But but look at this warning it gives us before Jesus says, hold up. Let me give him one last warning. Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. What clothes? The Holy Spirit. Okay, so God said, I come quickly. So make sure you keep your garment with you. The end of the book of Luke says that you've been clothed in the Holy Spirit. That means you're supposed to keep that garment on. Casual people take their clothes off and just lay them around anywhere. Oh, he's not coming back today. Let me just take this off and, you know, go hang out with my homegirls or whatever you do. And, you know, because you casual. You understand? You only talk about Jesus. You're not really in it. You casual. You understand? So he said, behold, I come quickly. Make sure you keep your garment with you. Okay? That's the, that's the warning in the middle of this. Almost done. It says, then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. That's called Megiddo. That's where the last war takes place in Israel. All the nations of the earth are gathering to go against two Israel. Because Satan is mad at who now? Israel. Now he wants to destroy. The seventh angel poured out his bowl in the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying it is done. Then there came a flash of lightning and rumblings of pearls and thunder and severe earthquake. No earthquake like it ever occurred since men had been on the earth. So tremendous was the quake. The, the great city split into three parts and the cities and the nations collapsed. So if you liked Vegas, it won't be there when you get back. Okay. God remembered Babylon and gave her the cup filled with wine of his wrath. Every island fled and mountains could not be found from the sky. He says from the sky, huge hells uh, of uh, 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 hailstones, about a hundred pounds each, were falling on top of men. We just had a sister in Germany, they had a hailstorm. She said the hailstones are like three and four pounds. She said it's crazy, it's crushing people and all this stuff. She said people are really suffering over it. She sent me the video. I went, oh my God, it looked like, but a hundred pounds? They were saying the, the, the hail was, some of them were 10 pounds. They're saying 100. Is that wrath? Okay. 
So you haven't been you, you haven't been appointed to wrath, but you are asking God to deliver you from evil. You understand? You guys act like you haven't already joined the team. You're already on the team. Smile. <laughs> they like, they're like, oh, I'm just thinking about the other team. Ooh. <laughs> Are we going to crush them that bad? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It says, uh, verse 21, last verse. From the sky, huge hail storms of about 100 pounds each fell upon men. And it says, and they cursed God. <laughs> on the account of the plague of the hell, because the plague was so terrible. None of them said, oh God, I'm sorry. He said, not one of them said, oh, what's that, a hundred pound hell starting to hit me? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the first thing would come out of my mouth. But you gotta understand the heart of men. You understand? Some people will not repent no matter what. You're witnessing to them every day, they're still like, nah, I just don't, I'm not into that. Move on. Because yeah. God said there are people with hearts like this. This is what Jesus did for you on the cross. You got to understand, I saved you from evil. You'll never know it's wrath. But you saved from even the first part of the tribulation, the middle of the tribulation. You saved from all of that. You know that? Because, how, because you disappear, and it says they've disappeared to save them from evil. You understand? Man, I'm so thankful to Jesus. I am so thankful he could have came off the cross he could, I know I would have. I would have came off that cross and I would have been jacking some people up. <laughs> What'd you say about my mama? They was calling his mama names while he was up there. You know you don't do that in the hood. <laughs> I would have, but he stayed on the cross. He said he held his face like flint. He took it. He says, because this is because there are people in the future that are going to need salvation. He did it. So I am so thankful. And I want you to be thankful too. This is why I don't play with this. I'm submerged in this. You understand? I'm not into this to do telethons or raise money. I'm not into that for this. I'm so thankful for Pastor Ben and his wife. They take care of everything for the church. I thank God for my wife. She takes care of everything at home. I am studying and praying. You understand? And interceding. And I'm thankful for that. So until he comes, man, let's rejoice and stay submerged in Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Any midweek service, Pastor Sam? Huh? Any midweek service? Oh, by the way, no Wednesday Bible study or Thursday Bible study because they're going to be redoing our roof. So it stops. <laughs> so it stops leaking every time it rains. 